And welcome to another episode of Underbench Staples. My name is Russell. My His name, name is, pa- is Patrick. Oh, oh introducing me. Oh, wow. Okay, so give me a proper introduction. Three, two, one, go. This is Patrick Hanlon. He is a food and travel writer from Ireland. He doesn't enjoy long walks on the beach, but he does enjoy an ice cold Chardonnay that tastes like <laughs> butter and oak. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How would you describe me? This is Russell Alford. He has a martini tattooed on his left arm, amongst other tattoos across his body. He's also a food and travel writer from Ireland, um, currently in radio production, and he really does enjoy the most comforting dishes you can imagine. Yes, I do. I'm a comfort queen like totally. that. Totally. So we are at Black Apron Day. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. We're already at another elimination. Another now, one? This is a, an elimination with a bit of a backstory because this had to happen because of the COVID issues going rampant throughout the cast. And how it kind of ended up, I think we have everybody back together again in the one room except Theo. Yes. He's he's obviously immune. He's up on the gantry. But those who immune are now... Immune from the competition or COVID? Which one was it? <laughs> I don't know. He'll have to show us his test result. Um, how this worked was kind of organically. A third of the, comp- of the competitors yeah. in this heat had to compete in here because they were the team that lost the service challenge. Yes. A third of them are those who competed in yesterday's immunity challenge, but they didn't get the dish to get immunity. And then the other third are the sickies. And they had to compete anyway. That had been the rule. So kind of an even split of a third, third, third. And they all ended up in this elimination through various routes. (laughs) It's kind of like a prison where it's like, so what are you here for? (laughs) In a way. And then... Love these challenges. Love, 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 love. love. <clears throat> then we had the gag of the century. It's not a gag to us because we all knew about it, but the contestants didn't. <clears throat> Larissa comes back. Did we know this at this early early? Stage? No, we didn't actually. Have no. to play the wrong. Okay, so let's so uh, spoiler, forget about that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm just really excited about her being back, okay? Because this is also a two-step it's a number, episode. Yeah, because you can't have everyone Sorry, so, spoiler. I thought you were going to talk about the special <laughs> guest who was coming in to set the challenge. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Um, Julie. Never Julie. heard of her. Yeah, Julie Goodwin, original uh, winner. OG. OG uh, of uh, MasterChef fame. Set a challenge, and I love when I see cloches on MasterChef Australia. It's always a doozy of a challenge and this was no different so Julie brought along a seafood stew and there was 50 ingredients in there and everyone had to go one by one and identify them identification challenges are some of my favourite I particularly enjoy the blindfolded ones but I really also do enjoy the tasting ones Mm. because you as the audience don't really know what they're tasting you've got to be so savvy as well you gotta think you almost need to think of the answer that the person ahead of you gave 
firstly, you kind of have to think of the obvious stuff. Logical. To save your ass. To save your ass in that kind of way. Secondly, think about the thing the person said to you, said before you, and help that formulate your guess. So, for example, the amount of times that they were like, oh, yeah, stock type of thing. And it's like, so how do you make stock? And then it's like, so what ingredients are needed to make a stock? Think of all of those. So break everything down in order to make life easier. I'm astonished at how many of them don't do that. Well, this is the first challenge of its kind this season, but... I think they all just got overwhelmed by the 50 ingredients Mm. because like, yes, a stew can be as complex as you like, but if you're really thinking like, how are there 50 ingredients packed into this one dish? Yeah. uh, That's so overwhelming. And I think it'd be easy to trip yourself Mm. up. So the first five guests who guess incorrectly are straight through to the second round of the elimination. Uh, everyone got a little bowl to enjoy for themselves. I really like that rather than that kind of thing of everyone goes up, takes a sip, takes yeah. a bite or whatever. I think this makes a lot of sense. That's also a Here's thing, probably. Here's an interesting question. What if every contestant got everything right? Did this not happen once in Australia where they had to like introduce a second or a third round and I think it was sudden death okay or something like that something like (laughs) could you imagine they went through and rhymed off everything and they're all there going shit I haven't prepared anything else I'm sure they have so many challenges up their sleeve um so as it went through everyone the first group kind of went for a few of the easiest things mussels prawns pippies then, very, very early on, uh, a few little issues started to come up. Uh, Alice, for example, gave a very general answer of tomatoes and then had to be pressed for a bit more clarification and it was canned tomatoes. <laughs> no, she said tomato. Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> she, thought, she thought that they misheard her. <laughs> so she pronounced it in the other way. Oh, so I felt cute. so bad for her. I know, so cute. But um, I was shouting at the TV tomato puree. Same. Because to me, the look of the stew hadn't the kind of chopped canned tomato style. I thought it had just been kind of a colouring and an intensity underneath, but I would have been the first one yeah. in the next round. Yeah, because I would have thought I was right too, and, and uh, a concentrate, and it ended up not being there either. Um, Declan, the first one out the gate. <laughs> My name is Declan. <laughs> no, what's his expression again? Something about fish. Yeah. Declan's my name and fish is my game. Something like that. That's yeah. the one. Clearly it's not. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's yeah. He's the first one into round two because he chose Baramundi. Yes. And he it was could tell that there was something in there. It, it was, was a fish. White it was a fish. white fish. Yeah. He went for Baramundi. Uh uh-uh. it was actually Brent. Yes. A few people afterwards who guessed correctly, and it was Snapper. Yes. So quite a bit of a shocker to see him go through with that one. Um, The next one we had was Antonio, who ascertained that there was something meaty there. Yeah. And he thought, is it pancetta? Is it bacon? 
And I think he went with pancetta. He in did, the end. and that was incorrect. Um, did you notice when watching it too that it's a bit like some people that we know, aka ourselves, when we go to like wine tastings and we're not, and we're just not getting it, God. and they're there like you know swirling the glass and go, oh, do you get this? And you're like, oh yes, I do now that you say it. Yeah. The reaction of everyone's faces was either, oh, it is that, or. Shit, that was my answer yeah. and I love those kind of reaction things because it is going to be harder if you're like 15 to stand the line and you're he- identifying 15 things in your head and 13 of them have been said yeah. it's scary totally That's the challenge and like you're having to hear everyone else's answer and you're just having to wait until mm. the axe comes to your neck yeah. and a couple of people had slight struggles we had Rue who had been unsure of herself Grace who offered up a couple of like risky uh guesses I think she chose yeast yes so she was very very clever because Grace was 14 or 15 online like, I, think I think she, she was, was last, last yeah, yeah. Um, so she was struggling and the edit was making it look like she was going to be the last contestant to uh, get into the next round um, but she identifies there's bread on the side um, assuming you made it I'm assuming there's ingredients for it and she guessed yeast it was correct and quite interestingly someone else guessed flour earlier on I think assuming about the thickening of the sauce but all the ingredients appeared to be grouped together in the cloches yeah. so when the yeast was unveiled it was very close to the flour which would make you think what else has gone into that what other ingredients yeah. might be needed in order to do that I'd, you know there's not very much else that you can put into bread but it looked like it was buttered so maybe you'd say but you know that kind of thing like or there was herbs Her- on it or herbs something like that on so the top of it. you'd have a guess and assume that those other things there it was similar to when Kath who was very cute again I'm loving her fangirling at everyone because you can tell that she's such a fan of this show Rhiannon's very similar too yeah. but Kath older ladies yeah and I love the fact that they're clearly like we watched this show for years and we cannot believe we're Excitable. cooking for you yeah. so th- that reaction with Julie as well is really amazing to see Um. Kath went for the stock contents and that's kind of what I was saying just a few moments ago and it started to trigger a few other people starting to think okay celery okay well the celery there's got to be onions got to be carrots and he started to who guessed leek I thought that was a rogue mm. move and it was correct mm. they had it in the stew but I just thought like oh if there's and I also spotted after they quickly showed all the ingredients at the end there was three types of onions in there yeah there was leek there was onion and shallot mm. I, and like how can you guess yeah yeah um, speaking of crazy guesses then we go to Robbie so already we have Declan and Antonio who are in round two we get to Robbie and he guessed Tabasco sauce Mm. like I get that he's ascertaining the spice and that it's quite sour or sharp but like are you really tasting that yeah in the soup however when it cut away both Brent and Phil reacted in a manner to say oh I thought that too so (laughs) fall guy in the end for them but obviously there's a flavour there that is 
close enough to Tabasco but clearly wasn't Tabasco um, interesting the thing he said about onion Rhiannon goes onion and they just went with onion I think yeah. I wonder if that would have been if someone else said shallot they would have kept in a specific or something like yeah. that it was all done quite quick and annoyingly they didn't go through the ingredients at the Show end which on. I wanted to see yeah. I wanted to see this so I've that was like, kind of annoying I've like invested half an episode in agonising over like bay leaf pepper yeah. o- olive oil <laughs> show me the harder yeah. t- to get stuff my personal favourite comment was Phil who gets chilli and then went uh, my favourite my favourite <laughs> so three people in into round two at this point and they're all men mm. but then we get to the aforementioned confusion over tomato mm. tomato tomato Alice got through, but Rue guessed tomato paste puree kind of thing, and unfortunately, that was not. And in then the Jessica is going into herb territory and guesses tarragon. Dangerous, dangerous territory. Very, very dangerous, and ends up uh, getting the last place in. It's not really. It sounds like the last place. Woohoo! I'm in the. I'm in the next round, but you know what I mean. Uh, being moved into the second stage of the elimination. Also, in the in the very very quick overview of the ing- ingredients shown behind the cloches, I clocked pepper, mm. as in red pepper or capsicum, as they call it uh, in Australia. And then it makes sense. Like, how is the colour so orange? Like, obviously, it had... It's like a Romesco sauce. It had tomato, it had Uh. chilli, but I would not think in that moment Uh. pepper. Mm, mm. I really wish they showed us the ingredients because obviously we weren't tasting it, but you're going, how is this made? Like, I was assuming maybe there might be a touch of saffron in there. Just, again, because of the colour, and it also lends itself so well to seafood stews. I'm just curious, so I would have liked that. So, um, producers, obviously, you're huge fans of this podcast. If you could just make sure you don't do that again um, in the next series, that would be really useful. we then have our five, and we're introduced to another special guest. Oh, are we? Oh, I didn't realise. Who's this now? So, this is a familiar face who has cooked in this kitchen before and who is competing once again to get back into the competition. We welcome back Larissa in her grey apron. And as they started to tease who this was and the judges came clean, the people on the gantry were starting to kind of click of like, okay, is it a person from a previous series? Is it a person from this batch? Like, how intimately... Ah, okay. It's a previous contestant. It became very obvious in the end. So that that was a great... And I think thrilled to be back and it also gave a clearer indication as to how she would be back competing in that last round as opposed to the first round makes a lot of sense <laughs> imagine, imagine she just went in and just went the first onion. person onion <laughs> onion prawns I'm muscles back, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this means she she does properly have to compete compete um and kind of unaware as well of of everything too um it also became clear that it's a case of it isn't a case of having to win this or anything it's just just one more person in an elimination just don't be the worst yeah. simple as that so easier to get back in in a group of 
five plus one as opposed to maybe a two plus one as perhaps it would have been if this happened later down the line yeah. in the in the eliminations um and also kind of fairer that it happened at this stage could you imagine she went out later on and then you know there was a harder week everything like that and then it was an elimination it was two people left like I think it would be difficult but it's yeah. yeah that's how it rolls so the premise of this challenge was everything that the contestants saw in front of them all of those ingredients in the stew then became the ingredients they could choose from they had no underbench no garden they had no garden and no pantry yes only the things you see there now a vast majority of underbench were in there, but there were no eggs. And Damn. that is a very interesting thing because eggs are so omnipresent in quite a lot of the things that you do in a challenge with limited ingredients. So that was quite an, a, an interesting one. It is something that shot Jessica in the foot. Obviously, Italian heritage, making pasta. She decided to go along... A style of pasta, the Calabrian style, which is a more of like a peasant's pasta type of dish. It's made with no eggs, it's made with water. It's keeping with our heritage, so it's really, you know, I really enjoyed that she did that, uh, but probably not for the best. Also, the flour type, let's talk about that. Because what was the flour type that they had? Bread. It was bread flour. Strong, yeah. Very different to zero zero flour for pasta making. Yeah, I think... I think I've heard over the years that if you put strong bread flour in a food processor mm. on a steel blade and you give it a good whiz in that, I think it does create a finer crumb and that could be acceptable. But I think ultimately it's probably down to the protein content mm. in the flour and thus how strong it is. But I think like... If we just stay on Jessica for one minute, all of those ingredients that you see, and then spaghetti al pomodoro is the thing that you mm. are going to cook in an in an elimination yeah. challenge. Like yeah. very simple, very peasant food, very few ingredients. Mm. Is it enough to just do a fresh pasta and a tomato sauce? Dun, dun, dun. I'm not sure. Um, yes, I don't. I, I don't think so. And, he, uh, and especially considering there were 50 ingredients, this isn't. This isn't. Uh, remember the f- what was the first challenge with Poe the other week, yeah. where it was like two ingredients. Yeah. Plus and yeah. your underbench, which is G- great challenge. Like. Can we do that again? That was such a great challenge. This is a decent one, and there's a lot of good ingredients there. You got fish. There was just some sort of bacony kind of thing somewhere possibly along the way. You've got a lot of vegetables. You've got butter. You've got flour. There's a Spices, lot of options. Spice. Oh, exactly. There was a lot of potential there. I mean, so, just cook me a really great piece of fish. Yeah. And other stuff. Well, speaking of which, Declan. Going for the redemption with his barramundi. Well, Sorry, snapper. He said he was going to cook the dish again. Is that a cop-out? That really annoyed slash worried me because I was like, are you really... That's too literal. Yeah. Now, he did a version that was different. Yeah. And his interpretation of it. And it looked beautiful and everything like that. I just can't help but feel... A little bit like 
your inspiration is the thing that got you into this I'd like to see more um, I wonder if his confidence took a hit and that's how his mind went but it just, feel, it just felt a little bit too safe mm. for me Speaking of other um, similar dishes we have Robbie with his bush fish curry Yes Which yet again I just want to eat his food <laughs> Like everything he puts up seems to be so well received he's so likeable he has a great command of flavors he mm. he is trying to, to challenge himself i think he hit this out of the park absolutely once again um again that bit more of his story as well 10 kids 17 grandkids you know cooking um indigenous communities the doors always open so you never know how many you're going to be cooking for i'm like i love this i love seeing this yeah and i love to i, I just want to see not necessarily his crutch because it's not his crutch it's his talent and his skill I want to see him excel in something else soon I don't care in elimination you do what you do best to save yourself and they're never going to turn around unless it's like really really tight and go okay well you cooked something similar for us before so you're going home they're not going to as long as it's good enough so I don't care about it in this but hopefully in the next week we start to see a few things different because I would like to see uh, I want to see more of what he can do Ultimately, because I think he's really amazing and everyone loves him. And there's such a great um, friendship group going on there, especially around uh, Robbie. So I really want to see him do well and do something different in the next little while. Um, Let's talk about Antonio. Empanadas. Yes. What's your one on them selling sunsets? Yeah, that's all I think of. Empanadas? Uh, yeah. I have an empanada business. <laughs> uh, her, hers are all vegan though, aren't they? Yes, and these are fishy. Yeah. Um, the empanadas did not work. No. They were a great idea, but they came apart in the frying of mm. them. And it looked as though Antonio had a bit of a nightmare. Mm. And you felt for him because he, again, this episode kind of hinted at his background, his story, his grandmother. Yeah. Uh, he promised her he would apply before she died. And yeah. so that really f- f- framed this as a really important cook mm. that he struggled on. Can we talk about Rue? Because I want to put up a klaxon at this point that I said this is becoming the season of pasta. Yeah. I'm now starting to get peak flatbread. Okay. Yeah. And we're only two weeks in. Mm. You can't just have and flatbread on everything. Yeah. And like, yeah, it is a skill, but like it's three ingredients or like it, it, it's a very easy thing to achieve. So how about we stop on just the flatbread? What if Theo makes a flatbread next week? Because he's very good at them well, and he's he the made bread. a flatbread in the Turkish style mm. the day before. Mm. So that I have already seen. Mm. Rue did, she chose the mussels. Yes. Um, threw in a, them in a gorgeous, like, f- f- flavour-packed broth. Yeah. Had the flatbread on the side. Yeah. Kept it simple. Played to her strengths. Probably quite a safe dish in her repertoire. I thought that could have gone either mm. way because 
to cook a mussel, there is a fine line between kind of slimy and raw and then overcooked and chewy mm. and it's all about the steam and timing mm. but she excelled that dish looked beautiful as really in beautiful. as in there's like tomato sauce and chilli and mussels as a dish that was vibrant it was so red and visually incredible um, I, I was like really foaming at the mouth watching that because I wanted that and I love a muscle so and then finally really like Larissa Palmeni mm. the only one to not do um, fish yes yes okay yes because what there was chicken available how was there chicken <laughs> What? I'm confused. Yeah, it was chicken. Was it the stock? So they had, so they had raw chicken as an ingredient because it's a chicken stock that they use. Yeah, I think that was a. See, that to me is a cop out because, like, if you're doing a stew and it just has chicken stock, I would have as the ingredient a chicken stock. They were chicken wings, if I remember correctly. But then. Didn't she turn the chicken into mince or something? Yeah. Out of a, a wing? A lot of wings? Lots of wings. Oh, I'm so yeah, confused. I'm so confused. I'm so anyway. We have a lot of information in our head, so it's hard to retain every slight detail. She did. But she did chicken dumplings. <laughs> in a fish challenge. In a fish stew. Anyway, it was along the same lines of like comforting, classical, her heritage... Mm really putting her heart on on her sleeve in trying to get back into this competition arguably the dish of the challenge Mm. yeah arguably really really clear vision well executed Mm. tons of flavour happy days Um, I think it'd be safe to say probably both of our smash dishes yeah they smash or pass now I think it's safe to do so I think yeah yeah I think Larissa's dish is a smash from both of us um, close one after that is Robbie yeah I'd agree I I'd agree my past dish would be the empanadas yeah my past dish would be the empanadas only because technically I don't think they worked no I am I'm this close to saying Jessica and the pasta just because I think it's too simple I don't think technically hers was worse no I think actually technically hers was more impressive because it was taking it was it was they're both going into their heritage they're both going into their background and their skills I think the empanadas on a technical basis because of them opening up uh, they looked a bit dry I don't think there was a, there was a dipping sauce but it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't overly present either even the presentation and the presentation simple. wasn't great um, Oil, I think yeah too low temperature there was a few little things like that that I just don't think technically it worked whereas going along making pasta making like the, the sauce looked great Mm. Jessica's looked gorgeous it looked like a proper bowl they had been flamed yeah. as well yeah. charred yeah so the, the ability to get the flavour in various different levels was there so don't feel that it was technically worse but the judges commented about the texture the heaviness 
and how that was the case and ultimately that meant we Jessica. said goodbye to Jessica I think way too soon I will be really interested if there is something that comes down the line that like previous card. contestants could compete to come in again obviously that had been the payoff to the challenge in in episode one but I think this is such a strong group I would like the potential of that because they have had that in the past and yep. great people have come back and I think we have lost her way too soon I think so too now I will say um, just to throw a spanner in the work yes I do agree that we have lost her too soon I really liked her however tell me the dishes that she's cooked over the last pasta yeah risotto pasta, pasta. yeah pasta yeah. so are we giving her a bit more of a uh, rosy eyes kind of thing because she has a nice story and she's cooked admittedly beautiful pasta mm. dishes but are we giving Jessica a little bit too much of uh, oh I wish she was back to do what more pasta or you know what what else was there like what other things were there available we are at a point again where we still haven't really seen a huge amount of everyone yet so we haven't gotten to understand everyone's personality we also haven't because they didn't have auditions which are very open book in terms of what you can do I wonder what an audition dish from Jessica would have been pasta would have been <laughs> do you think uh, you are forgetting Jessica was in the immunity challenge in week one yes so yes high to low high to low it is a shock to lose mm. a person who was in contention but what um, was the immunity challenge in um, week one it was the Jamie Oliver one yeah and they were making <laughs> pasta <laughs> The Rotolo Actually hers was Beautiful Almost perfect uh, I want to rewind You are staring At all of the opened cloches What are you going to make? Mm. That's a really really tough question Because do you know what The producers didn't show us Absolutely everything Of the things you heard um, If If I'm thinking correctly I probably would have gotten some of the prawns. Nice. I don't think they were like king prawns. I think they were like langoustine almost style prawns. I would have uh, grilled them on the hibachi. Um, I would have done a nice little chili pepper kind of dressing to put on them. Um, And a flatbread to piss you off. (sighs) No, I probably Mm. would have done something like that to think flavour elevate with a bit of flavour and just do something like that and like the prawns if they're of that quality and everything like that I would have gone then that way I'm not a great fish cook I'll explain why at some point during this as I open up the trauma end of things Um, but prawns is probably where I would have gone Um, or bread potentially of some variety okay but just again, a bread of some sort. I don't okay. know. I don't. I. I want to see the ingredients. I want to have a list of fifty ingredients yeah. to play with. Although we probably were told about thirty of them. Yeah. Hmm. I think they'd gone around everybody almost at yeah. least twice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it got to around three. Yeah. In the end, what would you have cooked? I would have cooked a Hungarian goulash. Oh. Just because it had the paprika, it had pepper, tomato, chili. Mm. 
all those kind of aromatics to create a stock mm. it had the fish um i just think like that's the area i would go of like embracing those kind of like oranges and reds and spices yes. and create a riff on a stew but a like hungarian smoky spicy stew into it um, into it so that was that we have now lost three two, contestants three. technically but we only have we two gained one who, back yeah. <laughs> it's so confusing so yeah it's all good now at least that means there's no more surprises with Larissa or anything like that so there's going to be I'm sure there's going to be another twist that comes along at some point soon very excited for it but it's beginning beginning of another week uh, Monday night 7pm on W and on the UK TV player very excited for another week what was the preview can't remember can't remember can't remember so really looking forward to tomorrow night's episode yeah, where we discover blind. what it's all about tomorrow night I mean Monday because we definitely recorded this on Friday after watching it absolutely definitely did um, <laughs> anyway uh, thanks again for listening if you are enjoying the podcast well if you're not enjoying the podcast you wouldn't have gotten this far but if you are enjoying it uh, do rate it wherever you are listening and share it with your fellow uh, MasterChef Australian loving fans but from Patrick and for myself thank you for listening and bye